This is your ultimate stop for everything sports. The Golden State Media Concepts Sports Podcast. Should I say more? From the NFL, MLB, the NBA, to MMA. It's all in here. The Golden State Media Concepts Sports Podcast. Listen now. to the GSMC Sports Podcast, which is brought to you by the GSMC Podcast Network. Um, We've got a special guest right off the bat for today's show. Um, We're bringing on Trevor Lane. Uh, Really honored, delighted to have him on. Uh, Trevor does a great job covering the Los Angeles Lakers, senior writer for Laker Nation. You can follow him on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. I highly suggest it. a lot of great content, a lot of great work, covers the Lakers well. Go and give him a follow. So, Trevor, happy to have you on, man, and let, let's jump right into it here. Um, I want to start with this, okay? there There is this overwhelming opinion and argument that the play-in game is a bad thing for the Lakers, and they really need to do all they can to avoid the play-in game. I'm on the opposite side of that. If you look at the way the standings are shaping up, and obviously things can change within 72 hours before the season ends, um, but if everything goes the way it looks like it's going, I don't find the play-in game as bad of a thing for a team like the Lakers in particular because of their experience. It would be different if it wasn't the Lakers, but with the Lakers, they're coming off a championship. They have the most experienced playoff player in the NBA in LeBron James um, for all the playoffs he's been in. I don't find the playing game a problem for this type of team. Am I wrong to think that way? What are your thoughts on this team being in a playing game? Are you worried, and should Lakers fans be worried about that? No, I'm I'm on the, I'm on your side. I would actually rather see them stick in the seventh spot rather than move up to to three. Simply because, or I'm sorry, to six. Simply because that means it puts you into a matchup with the the number three team, which right now is the the Clippers. I would rather see the Phoenix Suns just matchup wise. I think the Lakers are a better matchup against the Suns than uh, than the Clippers are. So if you stay in the seventh seed, obviously the downside is you have to go through the play in tournament, and it means you're either going to get the Memphis Grizzlies or the Golden State Warriors who play each other coming coming up. So that's going to be an exciting one to keep an eye on. But you're going to get one of those two teams in the play-in tournament right off the bat. And both of those teams can be dangerous in their own right. Certainly Steph Curry can give you plenty of issues if he blows up for 50 while well, you're in for a tough night. Um, but again, I, I like that outcome better than moving up to six and then right out of the gate, considering the spot the Lakers are in right now with so many guys coming off an injury, including LeBron James and Anthony Davis, uh, to sort of be thrown into the deep end against a Clippers team that poses some matchup problems. So I am, I'm on board with sticking at the seventh spot, even though it means going through the play-in tournament. Uh, but the sixth seed, if it happens, it happens. I've seen some people out there 
that are Blazers supporters saying they hope that they that they can fall to seven because they're in the same boat. They don't want to see the Clippers <laughs> in round one, so they're rooting for a loss against uh, the Denver Nuggets on Sunday. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. Yeah, I mean, it, it makes total sense. It's so well said. It's you know, and it's not just a elimination game. That's what a lot of people need to understand. If they did lose because Curry went crazy, they do get another shot at it. Um, which is and, and then agreed. So let, let me ask you this. I want to move on to um, obviously the injuries have really derailed the Lakers season as of late. Um, LeBron and AD, they haven't been able to stay healthy. Schroeder's been out with COVID protocols. Where do you stand right now with this team and their continuity? So, you know, uh, just talking, you, you talk to the people, you cover this team very well. Do you feel that there is a reason for concern for Lakers fans that this team will need more time to gel because of the new additions of Andre Drummond and AD and Andre not being able to play together much. LeBron and Drummond not getting the, to dabble with the pick and roll game. Um, instead of just jumping right into the playoffs, is that something that's kind of a concern to you? Or because of the experience, because of the championship, you're not so worried about that? No, it's absolutely a concern. I mean, it's not it's not an ideal situation. Look, it could be end of the day. The Lakers have LeBron James and Anthony Davis. If they're at close to 100%, that might be what matters most. We don't know. But at this point, uh, the continuity being uh, disjointed at best has to be a bit of a concern because one of this team's great strengths last season in winning a championship was their chemistry, their ability to really click on and off the court. And they just haven't had enough court time. I mean, look, they've they've practiced, I want to say it's 17 or 18 times all season. I'm talking about going way back to December. Uh, because they've had this compressed schedule, they were dealing with a 71-day turnaround between winning a championship and starting back up again. So they've had this, this lack of continuity uh, this season, and it's definitely something that can matter. I mean, I think there's a reason why they've been one of the worst teams in the NBA when it comes to turnovers. And that's something that's got to get fixed come playoff time. Those mistakes can really compound and hurts you in the playoffs. So it's not going to be easy for the Lakers to get this done, but uh, but they've got the talent to do it if everybody is is healthy. Trevor Lane, senior writer of Laker Nation, uh, here with us on the GSMC Sports Podcast. Give him a follow on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. And, and so, Trevor, I want to look at the team as a whole that, that Rob Palenka built. You know, take, take injuries aside – we saw how good this team was in the beginning of the year, even when AD was out, and it was just LeBron holding it down. When you look at the team, and let's put injuries aside and say that everyone is healthy, which hopefully they will be, do you see a spot in this team that you say that this worries me in terms of a weakness? You know, Is there something, uh, even when everyone is healthy, that you're looking at and saying, this team needs to get more out of this position or this team needs to do more on this end of the court to win a championship. What is on your mind when you're looking at the way the team's constructed with everyone being healthy? Yeah, I think the, the biggest issues right now are the turnovers. Uh, Dennis Schroeder, I call him an optimistic passer. Uh, <laughs> sometimes he throws passes that are just, you know, he's hoping that somebody pops free and he throws the ball to that area and it, it doesn't happen all the time. And so you can get live ball turnovers that way. Uh, that's been a concern. And then the three-point shooting. They came out of the gates red hot from three. They were one of the best teams shooting uh, and then completely fell off a cliff. I mean, just straight down to the point where they were one of the worst three-point shooting teams in the NBA, couldn't hit anything. I do believe they're going to settle somewhere in the middle of the pack. But in this, in the common, the current NBA, if you are not hitting threes, it can be really tough 
when you're going up against an opponent who does hit threes. And the Lakers do a pretty good job defending the three-point line, but that can be the great equalizer. And so those two areas are the biggest areas that I'm looking at on this team. It's the three-point margin. Can they stay close with some of these teams in terms of three-point makes uh, and percentage efficiency? And what are they going to do about the turnovers? Can they limit those and stop teams from getting out in transition? If you're not going to be a very efficient team shooting the basketball and you turn the ball over a lot, which means you're giving up shooting opportunities, well, it's really hard to win basketball games. So I think those are going to be two really key indicators for the Lakers moving forward. Mm. You're listening to the GSMC Sports Podcast with conference in particular. Are you? Is there a team out there that you look at and you say, this team is a team that if they get matched up with the Lakers, it could become a very interesting uh, series in particular. Is it the Clippers? Um, is, you know, Is it the Suns or the Jazz in the first round, the Nuggets? What team are you looking at that's saying if, if somehow the Lakers can avoid this team, it would be better for a championship run? No, it's, it's definitely the Clippers. When I look at these teams, you know, the, the playoff experience for the Suns is lacking. I know they've got Chris Paul, but other than that, they're lacking some guys who have a lot of play, playoff experience. So that's a team who could falter come playoff time. The Utah Jazz uh, have a history of kind of uh, coming up short in, in the playoffs mm-hmm. where they do some great things during the regular season. But once teams really get to lock into them and what their schemes are, uh, then they they tend to fall short. So that's another team that uh, that doesn't worry me quite as much. But if you look at the Clippers, and again, it's not just the personnel, but also the style of players that they've got, I think it can be a tough matchup. And that's why... I would rather the Lakers see them later on in the playoffs once hopefully the Lakers have their legs under them a little bit because they, they are going to be just coming back from injury. So I think that is that's the other team, which is interesting because, you know, we heading into this season, we said it's in the West, it's the Lakers and everybody else or the Lakers and the Clippers and everybody else. And then as the season went on, these other teams started playing really well. And I'm talking about Utah, Denver, uh, Portland had some some moments in there. And then, of course, you know, the Phoenix Suns, and so we started looking at the West as, well, maybe it's really a five-team race in the West. But now that it's playoff time and now that it's kind of a do-or-die situation, Donovan Mitchell's dealt with some injuries, I think a lot of people are kind of reverting back to where we were heading into the season with the feeling that it's Lakers, Clippers, and then everybody else with, of course, the caveat that the Lakers are, have been very, very injured this season. And so it's, uh, it's something where they have to get healthy in order to be that. But I, I do think there is a, a tear break between the Lakers and the Clippers and the other teams in the in the Western Conference. And the Lakers are, I mean, the Clippers are definitely going to be motivated after what happened last season. There, There is no doubt about that. I, I want to switch over to the Eastern Conference here real quick. The, the, to you, are the Nets the clear team to be in your opinion? I mean, obviously they're ridiculously stacked. You have James Harden, KD, Kyrie. That's another team, obviously, that they need to be healthy, though. Um it's, it's hard for them to not be the favorites when you have those three guys out on the court, but Philly has been phenomenal this season. Uh, they have a guy, Joel Embiid, who can cause some serious matchup nightmares for a team like the Nets that's lacking it down low in, in, in terms of their big men. Um, you know, you've got the Bucks who have played much better um, than we what we saw come postseason time last year. Do you give any stock in one of those teams knocking off the Nets, or is this clearly Brooklyn's conference to lose? You know what? I actually think, when I, and I know they're, they're the favorites and everything, and I think they're the favorites to win the NBA championship, according to Vegas. I don't think the Nets are going to get there. Okay. I don't think they're going to get through the Eastern Conference, and and I could be, I can see where I could very easily be wrong here. 
But I think the issue with the Nets is their defense, right? They are an incredible offense, and it's possible that their offense is just so good and they have so much talent when they get KD and Kyrie and Harden out there on the floor together that the defense doesn't matter. That's that's possible, right? They don't even need an offensive system because they have three guys where you can throw them the ball and they can create a basket out of nothing at high efficiency. So they've got that luxury. But their defense has been such a, a, a mess – um, that I think come playoff time, that's going to matter. Uh, and you've got two teams who are pretty good defensively in the Bucks and the 76ers. I mean, the 76ers are, are great defensively that I think that if you can kind of slow them down and get them into a, a drag down fight of a game, uh, the Nets are, are very beatable. And, you know, again, it's possible the star power just overcomes that and their ability to score just means more than their defensive issues. But, in the playoffs, we've heard, I mean, the old refrain, we've heard it time and time again, defense wins championships. I just think that's going to catch up to them. And we saw that last year. I mean, the, the defense for the Lakers was phenomenal under Frank Vogel, and, and that was a big reason why they ended up winning that championship. That's a great point by you. I'll get you out of here on this last question here. Trevor Lane joining us on the GSMC Sports Podcast. Really appreciate your time, man. Um, you know, it's so interesting, man. I'm, I'm a huge LeBron fan. I love everything he's done. He he comes to Los Angeles, and some people, there was a lot of people, I think, that actually thought he was coming here to really kick off his second act in terms of what he's going to do after he retires in basketball. You know, he's got movies coming out. He's got a big production company. Um, people weren't sure if it was all for basketball reasons. Um, but right away, he showed his commitment to the Lake to Laker Nation. I mean, he won them a championship. He ended that that dreadful playoff drought that was obviously something Laker fans and Laker organization wanted to end. So that alone meant a ton for the organization and the fans. So my question to you is, what would it mean for a LeBron for LeBron James in terms of his legacy as a Laker? Not specifically in his entire basketball career, but but in terms of just looking at it where he could stand within this organization that is filled with so many iconic players. How would Laker fans, in your mind, feel about LeBron in the realm of the rest of the Laker greats if he was able to bring home two championships back-to-back for this city and this organization? I think it would would absolutely matter. I mean, look, he's not touching Kobe. He's not. As much as people want to do the LeBron-Kobe comparisons and all that kind of stuff— in terms of Lakers fans, he's not touching Kobe. And you can absolutely make the argument that overall NBA, right, LeBron has been better than, than Kobe and, and everything. But but just in terms of what he's meant to Los Angeles, you're not touching Kobe. I don't think anybody's touching touching Kobe. No, he's not getting the magic level in terms of what he meant for the franchise because he just hasn't been here yeah. long enough, right? If LeBron spent his whole decade in, in Los Angeles, then we're, we're talking about a different story. But I think, you know, you bring home this, this second championship – it means a lot, you know, obviously bringing home one, especially what they went through last year with, with losing Kobe and everything else that was happening. Um, that obviously was very special. And, and Lakers fans will never forget that, you know, Lakers nation will, will always remember that year, but to bring home a second one, particularly to pass the Boston Celtics and bring home number 18, I think that would go a long way towards cementing his status towards being one of the greats. Again, you're not going to look at him as the all time greatest Laker or anything like that, but I do think that he would be up there in a very, very select group if he's able to do that. So, you know, that, that would be great to see, uh, particularly because of where the organization sits currently with the 17 championships to move up to number 18 and pass the Celtics. Uh, I think that would be very, very special. 
Yeah, it, it would be phenomenal to see, and so well said. You know, uh, Kobe Bryant is in a whole other stratosphere of his own for, in terms of what he's done for Laker Nation. But what LeBron, uh, if LeBron could bring home two, it, it would be very special sight. There's no doubt about that. Trevor Lane, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Follow him on Twitter at Trevor underscore Lane. Thank you, man. Have a great day, and we'll see how playoffs get going uh, next week. Hey, sounds great. Thanks for having me. All right, that was Trevor Lane. Um, really, really fantastic job by him. Just going through what we possibly might see with the Los Angeles Lakers. You know, do we do fans want the Lakers to actually get that number seven seed? Right. That that's kind of you know everyone thinks of it as. And he agreed with my premise. You know, I told you guys the other day, um, and I asked him that same question. I don't think it's a bad thing for the Lakers to get the seventh seed. And I wanted to see if he agreed with that, and he clearly did. Um, and that's just because the matchup is better. And that's something that I think is pretty interesting that he agrees with me on that. Um, even though a lot of people think, you know, you don't want to be in a one-game playoff scenario. But you trust LeBron James. You trust Anthony Davis. You trust these defending champions, which is what they are that they can win a one-game play-in, and then they can get a great matchup from there against a Phoenix Suns team or possibly a Utah Jazz team. So really great stuff there by Trevor Lane. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we are going to dive into more of what we just heard from Trevor. I'll kind of break some of that interview down. We're going to look at the updated standings now that it's Sunday night and every this is the last night of the regular season. Going to look at some situations and then we're also going to switch things over to the NFL and talk some Tim Tebow. A lot of heat coming out about the Jacksonville Jaguars possibly signing Tim Tebow. I'm in the minority on this, and you guys are going to want to hear my take. We'll be right back. This is the GSMC Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Kayvon Izami. We'll be right back after this. <laughs> 